section 12 of Selections from the Works of Sir Thomas Brown. This is a LibriVox recording, or LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. A letter to a friend upon the occasion of the death of his intimate friend, 1690. Give me leave to wonder that news of this nature should have such heavy wings that you should hear so little concerning your dearest friend and that I must make that unwilling repetition to tell you ad portam rigidos calces extended, that he is dead and buried, and by this time no puny among the mighty nations of the dead, for though he left this world not very many days past, yet every hour, you know, largely addeth unto that dark society, and considering the incessant mortality of mankind, you cannot conceive their dies in the whole earth, so few as a thousand an hour. Although at this distance you had no early account or particular of his death, yet your affection may cease to wonder that you had not some secret sense or intimation thereof by dreams, thoughtful whisperings, mercurisms, airy nuncios, or sympathetical insinuations which many seem to have had at the death of their dearest friends for since we find in that famous story that spirits themselves were fain to tell their fellows at a distance that the great antonio was dead we have a sufficient excuse for our ignorance in such particulars and must rest content with the common road and the appian way of knowledge by information Though the uncertainty of the end of this world hath confounded all human predictions, yet they who shall live to see the sun and moon darkened and the stars to fall from heaven will hardly be deceived in the advent of the last day. And therefore strange it is that the common fallacy of consumptive persons who feel not themselves dying and therefore still hope to live should also reach their friends in perfect health and judgment that you should be so little acquainted with plautus's sick complexion or that almost an hippocratical face should not alarm you to higher fears or rather despair of his continuation in such an emaciated state wherein medical predictions fail not for sometimes in acute diseases and wherein it is as dangerous to be sentenced by a physician as a judge. Upon my first visit I was bold to tell them who had not let fall all hopes of his recovery that, in my sad opinion, he was not like to behold a grasshopper, much less to pluck another fig, and in no long time after seemed to discover that odd mortal symptom in him not mentioned by Hippocrates, that is, to lose his own face and look like some of his near relations for he maintained not his proper countenance but looked like his uncle the lines of whose face lay deep and invisible in his healthful visage before for as from our beginning we run through variety of looks before we come to consistent and settled faces so before our end by sick and languishing alterations we put on new visages and in our retreat to earth may fall upon such looks which from community of seminal originals were before latent in us 
he was fruitlessly put in hope of advantage by change of air and imbibing the pure aerial nitre of these parts and therefore being so far spent he quickly found sardinia in tivoli footnote cum mors venerit in medio tibure sardinia est and the most healthful air of little effect where death had set her broad arrow for he lived not unto the middle of May, and confirmed the observation of Hippocrates at that mortal time of the year when the leaves of the fig tree resemble a daw's claw. Footnote. In the king's forests they set the figure of a broad arrow upon trees that are to be cut down. Hippocrates Epidemics. He is happily seated who lives in places whose air, earth, and water promote not the infirmities of his weaker parts, or is early removed unto regions that correct them. He that is tabidly inclined were unwise to pass his days in Portugal. Colligal persons will find little comfort in Austria or Vienna. He that is weak-legged must not be in love with Rome, nor an infirm head with Venice or Paris. Death hath not only particular stars in heaven, but malevolent places on earth which single out our infirmities and strike at our weaker parts, in which concern passenger and migrant birds have the great advantages who are naturally constituted for distant habitations, whom no seas nor places limit, but in their appointed seasons will visit us from Greenland and Mount Atlas and as some think even from the antipodes footnote bolonius de avibus though we could not have his life yet we missed not our desires in his soft departure which was scarce an expiration at his end not unlike his beginning when the salient point scarce affords a sensible motion and his departure so like unto sleep that he scarce needed the civil ceremony of closing his eyes contrary to the common way wherein death draws up sleep let fall the eyelids with what strift and pains we came into the world we know not but tis commonly no easy matter to get out of it yet if it could be made out that such who have easy nativities have commonly hard deaths and contrarily his departure was so easy that we might justly suspect his birth was of another nature and that some juno sat cross-legged at his nativity besides his soft death the incurable state of his disease might somewhat extenuate your sorrow who know that monsters but seldom happen miracles more rarely in physic footnote monstra contingunt in medicina hippocrates angelus victorius gives a serious account of a consumptive hectical physical woman who was suddenly cured by the intercession of ignatius footnote strange and rare escapes they happen sometimes in physic angeli victorii consultationes we read not of any in scripture who in this case applied unto our saviour 
though some may be contained in that large expression that he went about Galilee healing all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases Matthew chapter 4 verse 23 amulets spells sigils and incantations practised in other diseases are seldom pretended in this and we find no sigil in the Archidoxus of Paracelsus to cure an extreme consumption or marasmus which if other diseases fail will put a period unto long livers and at last makes dust of all and therefore the stoics could not but think that the fiery principle would wear out all the rest and at last make an end of the world which notwithstanding without such a lingering period the creator may effect at his pleasure and to make an end of all things on earth and our planetical system of the world he need but put out the sun i was not so curious to entitle the stars unto any concern of his death yet could not but take notice that he died when the moon was in motion from the meridian at which time an old italian long ago would persuade me that the greatest part of men died but herein i confess i could never satisfy my curiosity although from the time of tides in places upon or near the sea there may be considerable deductions and pliny hath an odd and remarkable passage concerning the death of men and animals upon the recess or ebb of the sea footnote aristoteles nullum anima nisi aestu recedente expirare affirmat observatum imultum in gallico oceano et dunta sit in homine commertum book two chapter one o one however certain it is he died in the dead and deep part of the night when nox might be most apprehensively said to be the daughter of chaos the mother of sleep and death according to old genealogy and so went out of this world about that hour when our blessed saviour entered it and about what time many conceive he will return again unto it Cardin hath a peculiar and no hard observation from a man's hand to know whether he was born in the day or night which i confess holdeth in my own and scaliger to that purpose hath another from the tip of the year footnote auris pas pendula lobus dicitur non omnibus ea pas est auribus non enemies qui noctu sunt sed qui interdiu maxima ex parte commentaria in aristotle de animalibus liber unus most men are begotten in the night animals in the day but where the more persons have been born in the night or the day were curiosity undecidable though more have perished by violent deaths in the day yet in natural dissolutions both times may hold an indifferency at least but contingent inequality the whole course of time runs out in the nativity and death of things which whether they happen by succession or coincidence are best computed by the natural not artificial day that charles v was crowned upon the day of his nativity it being in his own power so to order it makes no singular animadversion that he should also take king francis prisoner upon that day was an 
unexpected coincidence which made the same remarkable antipater who had an anniversary fever every year upon his birthday needed no astrological revolution to know what day he should die on when the fixed stars have made a revolution unto the points from whence they first set out some of the ancients thought the world would have an end which was a kind of dying upon the day of its nativity now the disease prevailing and swiftly advancing about the time of his nativity some were of opinion that he would leave the world on the day he entered into it but this being a lingering disease and creeping softly on nothing critical was found or expected and he died not before fifteen days after nothing is more common with infants than to die on the day of their nativity to behold the worldly hours and but the fractions thereof and even to perish before their nativity in the hidden world of the womb and before their good angel is conceived to undertake them but in persons who outlive many years and when there are no less than three hundred and sixty-five days to determine their lives in every year that the first day should make the last that the tail of the snake should return into its mouth precisely at that time and that they should wind up on the day of their nativity footnote according to the egyptian hieroglyphic is indeed a remarkable coincidence which though astrology hath taken witty pains to solve yet hath it been very wary in making predictions of it in this consumptive condition and remarkable extenuation he came to be almost half himself and left a great part behind him which he carried not to the grave and though that story of duke john ernestus mansfield footnote turkish history be not so easily swallowed that at his death his heart was found not to be so big as a nut yet if the bones of a good skeleton weigh little more than twenty pounds his inwards and flesh remaining could make no bouffage but a light bit for the grave i never more lively beheld the starved characters of dante footnote in the poet dante his description in any living face an arispects might have read a lecture upon him without extenuation his flesh being so consumed that he might in a manner have discerned his bowels without opening of him so that to be carried sextorum cervicae to the grave was but a civil unnecessity and the compliments of the coffin might outweigh the subject of it omnibonus ferrarius footnote de morbis puerorum in mortal dysenteries of children looks for a spot behind the ear in consumptive diseases some eye the complexion of moles cardan eagerly views the nails some the lines of the hand the thena or muscle of the thumb some are so curious as to observe the depth of the throat-pit how the proportion varieth of the small of the legs unto the calf or the compass of the neck unto the circumference of the head but all these with many more were so drowned in a mortal visage and last face of hippocrates that a weak physiognomist might say at first eye this was a face of earth 
and that Morta, footnote the deity of death or fate, had set her hard seal upon his temples, easily perceiving what caricatura draughts death makes upon pined faces, footnote, the Italians call it, to be drawn in caricatura, and unto what an unknown degree a man may live backward. Though the beard be only made a distinction of sex and sign of masculine heat by illness, yet the precocity and early growth thereof in him was not to be liked in reference unto long life. Lewis, that virtuous but unfortunate king of Hungary, who lost his life at the Battle of Mohat, was said to be born without a skin, to have bearded at fifteen, footnote, almost de orsu babai humani, and to have shown some grey hairs about twenty, from whence the diviners conjectured that he would be spoiled of his kingdom, and have but a short life. But hairs make fallible predictions, and many temples early grey have outlived the psalmist's period, footnote, the life of a man is threescore and ten. Hairs which have most amused me have not been in the face or head, but on the back, and not in men, but children, as I long ago observed in that endemial distemper of little children in Languedoc, called the Maudulans, footnote, Sepacotus de Rheumatismo, wherein they critically break up with harsh hairs on their backs, which takes off the unquiet symptoms of the disease, and delivers them from coughs and convulsions. The Egyptian mummies that I have seen have had their mouths open and somewhat gaping, which afforded the good opportunity to view and observe their teeth, wherein it is not easy to find any wanting or decayed, and therefore in Egypt, where one man practised one operation, or the diseases but of single parts, it must needs be a barren profession to confine unto that of drawing of teeth, and little better than to have been tooth-drawer unto King Pyrrhus who had but two in his head, footnote, his upper and lower jaw being solid and without distinct rows of teeth. How the Banyans of India maintain the integrity of those parts I find not particularly observed, who notwithstanding have an advantage of their preservation by abstaining from all flesh, and employing their teeth in such food unto which they may seem at first framed from their figure and conformation but sharp and corroding rooms had so early moulded those rocks and hardest parts of his fabric, that a man might well conceive that his years were never light to double or twice tull over his teeth, footnote, twice tull over his teeth, never lived two, threescore years. Corruption had dealt more severely with them than sepulchral fires and smart flames, with those of burnt bodies of old. For in the burnt fragments of urns which I have inquired into, although I seem to find few incisors or shearers, yet the dog teeth and grinders do notably resist those fires. End of section twelve.